You're listening to the New Century Multiverse, The Princess Thieves. Wait a minute, that's not at all what happened. No, I think you'll find everything you've read just now did, in fact, happen. Is this the alternate timeline thing again? I have no way of knowing for certain. But in our timeline, Gwendolyn marries Lord Aaron. And Robin dies! Why did you have us tell them all this awful story? (coughs) Would you like me to take over the next bit? Secret and mysterious things took place that need a steady hand and stern constitution to describe. I suppose I should divulge the sad fate of Robin, since I was the one responsible for it. Be my guest. This is too upsetting for me. Gladly. Chapter 20. Prisoners. It was just after midnight as Friday passed into Saturday. Robin hung chained to the wall, his muscles partway between atrophied stone and agonising fire. His trial had been so fast he had barely registered the barrage of accusations and conclusions, nor had he been allowed to represent himself. It was the kind of legal proceeding London was famous for, and he had expected nothing more or less. The heavy iron doors of his chamber now opened, and he half hoped it would be Baltus alone, come to gloat over his prize acquisition. The captain was so humourless, so lacking in even the most basic of relatable characteristics, that Robin recognised the kind of person he could goad and frustrate, verbally poke at the anxieties until all he could do was lash out and lose control. Robin knew his sort well. The other half of him, however, prayed it would not be Baltus. Something about the cold, self-assured clinical appraisal of torture frightened Robin to his core, and every moment that went by and brought him closer to his death, the more he struggled inside. His heart kept leaping as though in shock, and time after time, while hanging from this impassive, cold stone, he experienced sudden wakefulness, yearning for this to be a dream, believing it might be feasting on the possibilities of the alternate life he may be leading right now that he would return to after this dark delusion had passed away. It did not, and every consecutive hour brought more fear, quite unbecoming of one so wily and apparently courageous. In consequence, the prospect of adding torture and mutilation to these final hours lent a sharp, frantic desperation to proceedings, which is why he retreated this fantasy of simply annoying the psychotic captain, spearing his dignity, and that would be their only exchange before the scaffold. As Baltus entered, he was followed by a multitude of heavies, pushing figures Robin had prayed not to see. The hoods filed in, their hands and legs bound by loose chains that allowed them a clanking shuffle, but not the simple act of walking. Factory workers came too, Robin saw humans of every ethnicity, a few Duart and Arca of similar diversity, most of whom he knew by name. Some so young, he could not bear to see their terrified eyes or hear their sobs. Robin recognised the Dragusha family, even little Lavinia, and he writhed in anguish at the ridiculous unfairness of this situation. Scarlet came last, her chained hands on the shoulders of Ajax. 
Robin could hear her speaking soothingly to him, holding the poor fellow in a state of relative calm. Ajax looked around unhappily, definitely sure he didn't want to spend the day here. Scarlet was limping. Robin could see the punishment she had taken to hold Ajax together during their capture. Why? Why not just go down in literal flames? Try to take as many watchmen out as they went? Appeal for mercy? Hope of reprieve or rescue? Simply clinging to the last few hours of life she could sustain? Baltus stood as the prisoners were chained to the walls in a long line on either side of Robin. He watched them without smiling, the stiff expression on his face, the certainty that justice was being served. Congratulations, Watchmen. You have done your countries proud. Tomorrow we cleanse the filth from the crevices of this city. Robin thought hard about how he could bring up Baltus's filthy crevices, but his heart wasn't in it. They had taken away his boots, and the cuffs that bound every one of them all were fitted, he had found to his chagrin, with strode locks, near impossible to pick. The shackles themselves were constructed of the same carinite metal of Firecaster armour. It was so resistant to extremes in temperature that if he employed an erratic fire, born of his fury, he would melt the very flesh from his own bones before he could warp the frame of his manacles enough to escape. As for the rest of you, think on your sins. Beg the Great Father for forgiveness, and perhaps you and your brethren shall not spend all of eternity in the Eight Hells. You shall not crush us. A voice came from the darkness behind him. Heroism ain't something you can kill. Nobody will forget the shadow of the Black Shuck and how it struck fear into the hearts of... You're still here. I am the thing in the night that creeps into your... Why is he still here? Ian, he was supposed to have been executed on Wednesday. I beg your pardon, Captain, but nobody turned up. And you said he was supposed to be made an example of. So we thought we'd save him for the big day and kind of like, you know, add him on at the end. Sure like an after-dinner mint. You have after-dinner mints, Ian? We like to have an extra strong peppermint. Settles the palate and, uh, it's good for your stomach. See, I learned all about that when the wife got the lurgy and the doctor said, There'll be more like me. There shall be a reckoning and the rooftops of London will clatter with the sound of hobnailed boots. Robin piped up at this. You know, Baltus, the eccentric vigilante is right. It doesn't matter how many of us you publicly kill off. When London sees us up on that scaffold, there are going to be people who want to take up our mantle. You can't control that. And if they do, we shall catch them and execute them too. So what's the point of making an example of us? Surely killing us quietly here gives you all less work in the future. Oh, you'd all far prefer the noose, let me assure you. You can't, can you? It's against the rules. And you just love those rules, don't you, Baltus? You get a tingly sensation in your manhood when those rules get followed to a T. So what was it, Baltus? Strict nanny? Did she smack your bottom? Be quiet. Was it your daddy? Was he cold and aloof? Hmm? Critical of your every mistake? Only ever praised you when you followed those rules. Shut up. Or was it not even that? Did he... 
Did he never say anything nice to you at all? You just hoped he might. If you- Shut up! <coughs> Baltus wheeled and slammed his fist into Robin's stomach, causing him to buckle in pain, coughing out his victorious conclusion. <coughs> I'm sorry, Baltus. Really, I am. I sympathize. <coughs> it sounds like your father and my father should have gotten together weekly to play a game of bowls. My father raised one of the finest exemplars of Dwart culture in our times. Your father raised nothing but wretched waste. A cullion, forgotten after the morrow. Maybe he did. But I still feel like I got the better end of the deal. Have you ever loved someone, Baltus, truly loved them? Ever been loved back? Baltus glared at Robin with pure hate in his eyes. You know, I don't think so. And you're married, so that's really a shame. Baltus's next blow tore a deep cut in Robin's chin that would scar if it ever had the time to heal. His head rang, and white pain flashed through him. He focused his vision as best he could, and nodded. Yep. I still wouldn't swap places with you. We'll see if that foolishness still stands when the world falls away on Sunday morning. I shall watch you dance a gallows jig. I'll be looking into your eyes, and I'll know the exact moment you would switch places with me. I look forward to it. He turned and marched out, shaking with rage and more, followed by a portion of the guards. The rest took their posts and watched the prisoners dully, allowing them to converse, simply because this was all that differentiated the days and nights in the tower for these guards, especially Ian, who was not a spiteful fellow and actually spent most of his time doing small things to ease the anguish of his captives. At this point in the evening, for example, he had released the tower cat, whose name was Squire Trelawney, to dispatch the rats who were making their way hungrily toward the toes of the hanging prisoners. As the door closed, Scarlet raised her head and looked piercingly round the darkened chamber at dozens of slumped forms, hanging from chains, quietly groaning, cursing or weeping. All right, everyone, here's the awful reality. Someone, someone I believe is present among us now, shopped us in. I know it was someone here, and I know that having betrayed his or her friends and co-workers, they almost certainly ended up thrown in chokey with the rest of us, since the Dwight in charge don't give rewards to criminals, and whoever it was was probably too thick to know that. Now they're holding their tongue because they don't want the rest to find out it was them. But here's why they should speak up and admit their treachery. Because everyone here is wondering who it is. And we're all going in the noose with that on our minds, unable to 100% square away and exonerate any of the people we're supposed to trust. Now I don't know about you lot, but if I'm gonna die, I wanna do it among friends. So whoever it was, say it now, and give everyone peace of mind. I mean, we'll all hate you for doing it, but what are we going to do besides that? 
None of us can move. What you did was terrible. Unforgivable. And our blood is all on your worthless hands. But if you're feeling any amount of that wretched regret you should be feeling, you can give us a gift of a small courtesy. Her eyes roved over the pitiful captives around her until they fell on a tall boy she remembered. He was crying. <laughs> Jack, how you doing, mate? Got anything to say? Um, um, yeah, you got me. I've done it. I don't need to ask why. Reward that big. Or you shouldn't have brought the princess to the factory. Waving at us like that, we saw through her disguise. It's like bringing a cake trolley round a bloody orphanage. You're right. How could you possibly resist? I'm so sorry, alright everyone. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I wish I'd never done it. I regretted it even as I was doing it. So just... Just... So just go ahead and hate me if you want, just like she said. Okay. We will hate you. I don't hate you. The black shark was looking over at young Jack with a nod of understanding. He didn't betray you. You remind me of me, young sir. What? Weight of the world on your shoulders. Angry young man. Misled by weakness. Terrible, frightening black city. You does what you can to stay alive. I was just so sick of being hungry all the time. I was sick of feeling... Worthless. You felt small and worthless, right? Insignificant. So you do a big, frightening thing that you hope will make a change. But it didn't turn out like you hoped. Robin looked up at these words and smiled dryly through cracked lips. No. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. No, it bloody well did not. Jack, I'm sure if you could go back and change what you did, then you would. Black... Shaka, was it? Gregory. My name was... My name's Gregory. Gregory. I'm sure you would have done things differently, but for me, I don't know. I'm looking back on what I've done now and why, I feel an odd sort of comfort. I don't think I would have done much of anything differently. I'm, I'm proud of the things I did with the past few years of my life. You should feel the same, Scarlet. I do. And... And certainly this past few days for me have felt oddly... Oh, I felt like I was in the right place. However, having said all of that, I suppose the one thing I would not have done is trust that blasted bounty hunter Mortimer. Me neither. You have been listening to episode 19 
of the definitely continuing Princess Thieves. And to those of you who waited more than a week to see if that last episode really was the end, I apologise for frightening you. It was definitely on purpose. How often do any of us experience an incredibly sad finale that may or may not be final? Without the safety blanket of knowing that there are more pages in the book, more episodes of the TV show, or more running time in a movie. It's a rare thing to genuinely believe the worst and to care about those characters so much and then have that mercifully relieved, and I had to deliberately couch it in those terms. Princess Thieves was of course written, edited, and produced by myself, Alex Shaw, with a full cast. Mortimer and Scarlet, performed by Sharon Shaw. Robin, Jack, and Ian, performed by Alex Shaw. The Nag and Captain Baltus, performed by Spencer Lee. The Black Shuck, performed by James Batchelor. Old Meg, performed by Maureen Foley. Dashuria, performed by Loretta Saylor. The Princess Thieves theme was Arrival by I. Sazanoff of Shockwave Sound. Long Road Ahead by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Many soundscapes provided by Tabletop Audio and ASMR Rooms. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon, and our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you to Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolfe, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, Johan Clayson, Joe G, Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Matthew A. Siebert, Matthew Webb, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Helaz Hario, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Skeels Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. Gwendolyn and company will return in coming episodes as we move towards the actual finale, but I also can't promise you that everyone will get out alive and intact. You should still be worried. Just because this is a humorous production doesn't mean everything isn't still at stake. All I can state to be true is that the end of last week's episode 18 genuinely happened in at least one timeline. So your fears and your tears were valid.